right, what's going on, Soundbite? We are here today, today we are here. We're coming up on the end of the year and we wanted to bring in a special guest from Mara Management. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm great, how y'all doing? We doing we're good. We doing well, doing A1, A1. So, of course, you know, we gotta, we gotta bring, we gotta bring a lady in. It's three, three guys been doing this thing for quite a while, but we are here to do it for the end of the year. Today, we are going to go over the hottest albums, EPs, projects, singles, dance, move, tracks, whatever you want to call it. We're going over the hottest of them of 2020. We're going to break that down for y'all today. Um, so we're going to go ahead and let's get this, int this introduction out the way, out the way. Yeah. I'm your man, Tez, in the building. <laughs> <laughs> I got my co-host Ferg in the building. I got Jay in the building. What and I got do? the lovely Mara in the building. Hey, let's clap it up. Let's go. Let's go. Clap it up. 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 Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Soundbite. All right. So once again, we gonna go ahead and get this thing kicked off. Uh, football style. Ravens versus Browns. Who gonna win? That's not even a real game. Really don't care. But it was funny at the time when I thought of it. Let's go with you first. What you got? All right. So let's start this off. Right. So my favorite project of the year. I'm gonna start off with this uh, with this artist man, who was an artist who was taken too soon from us. Um, That's. Uh, yeah, he was definitely at the high high of his potential. I won't say the highest of his career, but the highest of his potential. He was definitely about to be that next biggest star. That definitely that best, that uh, big thing coming out of New York. If you don't know who I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about Pop Smoke with uh, Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. It's our project, Ooh. man. I, I hope y'all, if y'all haven't, please go listen to this album. Fire, 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 bro. We got so many hits on there from For the, for the Night, uh, The Woo, Mood Swings, Hello. So many dope tracks on there, man. And I really wish, you know, the uh, the fact of losing him, you know, uh, I wish I didn't have it, bro, because he was definitely about to be something real special, bro. Honestly, mm -hmm. I, I haven't been, like, I haven't really seen a New York artist like this, in my opinion, since, like, since 50 Cent. That's, that's my opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion, bro. And I really feel like he was about to be that next guy Definitely doing that thing, and honestly, this album sounded like kind of like something like you know uh, Fifty Cent would put together. Um, if you didn't know, you know he continued to executive produce the album once he passed away. So you know, of course, Fifty Cent had his spin on it, and he got some dope features from Little yep. Baby yep. to the Baby Quavo, uh, Roddy Rich. He has some dope features on the album, and um, I also like the. Um, the uh what I say like the album was wasn't all like you know pop smoke drill New York you know what I'm saying like he can rap like a lot of people try to put him in a box because they just heard like that New York drill style that drill style but you like listen to some of his uh freestyles I think he did one for like LA Leakers dope rapper bro he can actually he can actually spit definitely a good album deluxe version uh was dope I think 50 Cent did an amazing job with continuing with it um like I said if you haven't listened to it please go listen to it there it is, Pop Smoke. 
Great, great choice, great choice, great choice, great choice. I like that album, man. I thought it was a good album. It was a great album. The fact that 50, uh, 50 Cent was a uh, uh, executive producer on that album even made it better. Because when you first heard a Pop Smoke, you you know, you heard him and he kind of sounded like 50 Cent. He kind of carried that 50 Cent legacy, especially with the, you know, with the drill scene in uh, New York. But like Derry says, not only was the drill scene a part of this album, but the fact that he had all these features, it made this album kind of like a classic. It's like it was like one and done, one hit. I ain't gonna say one hit wonder, but it was like a one and done album because of course he can't live out the legacy. But the way the album was produced with the features that's on there, the people that's on there, it really presented this album perfection, uh, perfected. And I like it, I like it. I like, I like the track choices that was on there. If you haven't had a chance to hear it, you know, songs like For the Night with Lil Baby on there, you got Make It Rain, you got the Woo with Roddy Rich. Those artists are very prominent artists right now in the music scene. So the fact that he had a chance to work with those artists on this label, I mean, on this record, made this record even hotter. And the fact that he's only, I think Pop Smoke, before he died, I think he was like 20 years old, just to know that somebody of his caliber, his age was able to produce music so proficient, it just creates a sense of, you know, acknowledgement that this guy could have been probably one of the best rappers out of New York in this era, you know, outside of 50 Cent and along uh, other rappers in New York. But other than that, I felt like this is a great album. I like it, and it's definitely a good choice. Now, I think Ferg had a great analysis of the project. Um, I will say, early on, I wasn't really a super big Pop Smoke fan. Uh, until his, I really heard his first project, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of sold. But I think he had some solid features. It was curated to perfection, and I really liked it. But, um, For the Night was probably my favorite track off of it. For the night, yeah, for the night, yeah, yeah. Little, uh, little, little baby and little the baby, baby and the baby, the baby. Yeah. yeah. With that, with that track, I think that um, it really it captured more of the baby version style of rap and uh, instrumental choice. Um, so I was, it was, it was kind of like, was the song like really made for him, or you know, was it made in mind of him more so? Um, one of my favorite tracks was The Woo with 50 and Roddy. Um, I don't know what it is. Pop Smoke, the word woo, and uh, I'm feeling it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it right there for me. Like any, any time that I heard that, it was it was on and popping. Um, and I actually got on pop late. Uh, I went to a, a game, a rival school. Shout out to a but this ain't even a rival X. <clears throat> this ain't no rival. Went to a Winston State game, heard one of Pop Smoke's songs. Jim went off. Jim mm -hmm. went mm -hmm. off. Talking about wild, crazy nuts. Like you would have thought he had walked in and performed the song. Um, but it was it was it was a solid album. Major the major thing about it was 50 Cent producing it and the features on there. Without those two elements, it wouldn't have hit as hard. It would not hit it as hard at all. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah. So let's let let's um go ahead and take a moment of silence for Pop Smoke. You know, a little two three seconds. Woo! All right, we back at it, man. Who we got up next? Okay, so my project has to be Brent Fias. Fuck the world. Loved it. 
it's just perfect. Like, I just feel like this really, it was one of the earlier releases. I want to say maybe like January, February, definitely first quarter, but it set the tone for my entire year. Um, it's just like the perfect, it's like a good balance between a future and maybe a Bryson Tiller. You know, Bryson has a little, a little toxic mm-hmm. moment sometimes, but it's just like the perfect match and I love it. Yeah, mm. I agree with I like, that. I like the uh, I like the analogy of that the future and Bryson Tiller because Brent music is like like toxic, <laughs> like yeah. toxic. But it's but the beats that he do and like the way he sing it, like you wouldn't you wouldn't think that he would talk like that. Like he got you can have a song where you just hear snapping in the background and he sing it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like on some poetry type stuff. Well, he might be talking about, you know, cheating on the girlfriend. Like, you know right. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think that uh, I definitely like that album. That's also one of my favorites of the year, man. He put a he put together a great project. He really did. I think Clouded was definitely. I play Clouded almost every single day. Mm-hmm. Every day, Clouded I love is, it. Just does not. Get- is definitely one of my favorites off the album. Definitely. I'm ready to hear more from uh, Brent in uh next year especially when we get back outside and like mm-hmm. you know bruh, when i see i want to i definitely want to see him live i definitely want to see how he can do live i feel like that's gonna be crazy i really was hoping that he's gonna drop the deluxe to the project i'll settle for the chapter screw but the deluxe i feel like because of the climate the societal climate right now mm-hmm. it's definitely gonna come 2021 yeah definitely all i gotta say is lost kids get money I'm telling you right now, Lost Kids get money. <laughs> I like Brent Fires, man. I really do. He's a great artist. He kind of reminds me of like a Give Young style, but his mm-hmm. his sound is a little bit more orthodox. Yeah, it's kind of a little bit different than Give Young, but this is definitely a great project. Um, I, I I feel like it's it's gonna set the epitome and the fact that he worked with no ID on this. I feel like the future albums or EPs that he come out with is gonna be great. One of my favorite tracks off the album was the Been Away and Rehab. I think those two tracks alone set the tone for the album. It made the album kind of give you that toxic kind of vibration like I was talking about, but also give the love side and the remorseful side. So I really like it. I thought it was a great album. I look forward to hearing more of him in the future. That's my take. You want to hear my take? All y'all saying the same thing, but it was a mid to me. I ain't going to stand. Mid? Mid. Wow. Mainly. Okay, so let me let me explain why. The reason I feel like it was some mid is because a few years ago, nobody really listened to Janae like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Janae Aiko. Nobody really listened to her like that. And it was mainly because she would whisper on every track, whisper on every track. and they they couldn't catch the vibe. That's how I feel about Brent. He has a weird voice. First off, it's not about me and weird voices because Ari in that box. Ari in that box. They were obviously Lowe, right. Lowe's? He said something about Ari. Lois. Ari in that box. Yeah. I want to hear that. Give him a chance, Brent's man. Give him a chance. So All right. Um, <laughs> he he is a he is a dope artist. He has a good content. He is the, that was a perfect, that that was a good frap 
that was a good caramel frap with the future and the Bryson Tillen mix. Um, I definitely, I definitely catch that vibe um, all day long, especially yeah. it was more future than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the toxic king. But yeah, yeah. Brent, um, it, 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 it didn't. It was, it was for me. Like I said, I do like. One of my favorite tracks was Let Me Know. And that's basic, and it's pretty much because of the instrumental and his voice, the way it blended together, it meshed well. Um, some tracks on here, you might have a future instrumental, but you're getting a Bryson Tiller sound. And that's not a good mix to me. Um, and that's that's one of the main reasons I say that. I am, I am excited to hear more from him um, but I gotta go ahead and move on from Brent and go over to somebody who was slightly who was mentioned a couple seconds ago, a newcomer. He just came out late 2019, dropped his uh, dropped his album, EP, whatever you want to call it, March 27th of this year. First quarter banger, ready for the spring. This was at the beginning of the big Rona. My man give me on. My man give me on. This album went hard. It is what December now. Um, this album came out in March, and it already is nominated for a Grammy. Even though we don't respect the Grammys no more, artists. I mean, it still shows. You know, it still it it it, it still gives the artist hype. Um, he this this first single that dropped to the world was like I want you. It's being played on the radio. It's being played on every way that you can get, um, and it's a really dope album. I listened to like I want you crazy when it dropped. Then when I went when I went through and listened to the album, I fell in love with songs like World We Created, The Beach. Those three songs right there, I can play them back to back to back to back to back. Like good, just lost the words, y'all. It's it's that fire. It is that fire. So, I mean, like, how did, how y'all how y'all feel about this project? Because this is this is one that's real close to me for real for real. Heartbreak anniversary is definitely my favorite song, hands down. Heartbreak anniversary and stuck on you. I know that was like kind of like the epitome of that of the album, but those two songs alone just set the tone for the album. Made that it like Giveon's voice alone is amazing, and just to hear like how he did the production of those songs, um, it, it it set the epitome of the album. Really, it really did. And so for that reason, I feel like this guy right here, Giveon, he has a chance to be the next best thing as far as a male. R&B artist. Facts. That's how facts. Uh, uh, that, I mean, that album was, was definitely, definitely like that. His voice like draws you in. Mm -hmm. I was like, just, I was like listening to it and I started listening to it. His voice draw me in and I couldn't like stop listening to it. You know what I'm saying? Like he definitely yep. have uh, uh, what I want to say, a capturing voice, uh, Hypnotizing type voice, I say like that. Hypnotizing type voice. Mm -hmm. So uh, I like the project, bro. It was dope. Definitely excited to hear more from him. And um, I think it was probably my favorite song off that album was 
Hmm. Probably Garden Kisses, right? Garden Kisses wasn't on that album. It was a single oh. that dropped. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I just like it overall. Overall, I don't think I, overall, I actually have nice. a yeah, favorite song from it. I just like the uh, album overall, man. I like. I don't think I have anything bad to say about it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think I have anything negative. Let me definitely uh, set the tone for R and B this year. But honestly, I've really been a fan more so of R and B than hip hop this year, and it was a great way to start it off. Like I want you, I've definitely played that in my rotation. Probably still do every day, but. Um, Giveon has had a very solid year, even from the first project to the, his most recent one. I'm nothing but impressed. Thanks. I remember, so real quick story. So I listened to the song. I think it came across Pandora. And I was like, hold up. Typed it in on Apple Music, sent it over to Ferg. And I was like, bro, listen to this song and call me back. He listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> he called me back. I was like, bro, what, what is it with his voice? It's weird, but it's dope. It is stupid. I was like, oh man, like this song is like crazy. Yeah. It was like, all right, bro, let me call you back. I'm about to listen to it again. <laughs> 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 bro, I promise you, we hung up. We probably we probably talked two or three days later, and we was like, hey. You listen to that song today, we like, yeah, they got listen to that song today, bro. <laughs> it was really that yeah, bro. Um, but I'm I'm proud of I'm proud of what he's doing, man. I, I'm excited for 2021, um, and Gibeon, and you know, so let's go ahead and get this thing continuously rocking. So the next artist that I chose was probably one of the most best artist to choose for album wise is my girl Meg the Stallion with good news. Come on, man. You gotta clap it up. You gotta clap it up. Let's clap it up. Let's clap it up for Meg the Stallion. She put on for the women. She put on for the females. She put on for the women with authority. I'm trying to tell you. Girls in the Hood, definitely one of the best tracks on this album. I felt like she set the tone for the album. She set the tone for what she trying to put persuade to the, her audience as far as a female rap artist. Also, that don't stop is hard, hard. When it comes to rapping, Mega Stallion, hands down, bar for bar, body yada 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 everything she spit. It's, it's just, it's unheralded. It's body, everything. And that's also another single on the album, is Body by Mega Stallion. Last but not least, the Savage Remix, she got the girl Beyonce to get on that. That's epic. Anytime you get Beyonce to join a party, you bought it. I got to give it to Meg Thee Stallion for this right here. Good news. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that whatsoever. Like, what? I'm sorry. Mm. I, I support the girl power. I love it. But I really like more raw, gritty bard, uh, Meg. I don't really like the commercial feel. I like Tina Snow. I saw yeah, that I Tina mm. Snow. But I understand growth is inevitable like you know who she's affiliated with it comes with that she's definitely stepped into the commercial lane which is fine i just kind of like a little versatility there like even with sugar it was very popish i like yeah and i feel like we're constantly on this pop streak and 
it's really just not my sound. I won't say that the songs, Body, I think, yeah, Body had to grow on me. I'm sure eventually Crybaby <laughs> will grow on me. I do like this track with the City Girls, but um, yeah. overall, like, the project probably a good four out of ten. Miami. Mm. Hey, just crush me, right? Oh, just crush, just crush me. me. Well, crush me. Well, well, a well. 40, a 40 out of 100. Well, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say something about I'm gonna go ahead and say something about the album. Um, you about to get soda can crushed, uh, Jay, because oh, I mad. wasn't a big fan of the album either. Um, I feel Mara on this wholeheartedly. When when Meg came out, it was like when even when you hear her freestyle, mm -hmm. it's just like pure Houston, H Town. Whatever you want to call it, it's that pure sound from Houston. And now it's she done did the whole Chris Brown thing. She became a hybrid artist. I didn't said it before, and I continuously said the hybrid gets you money. The gritty, where your your where you come from, where you grounded from, that keeps your 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 base fans. Um, a lot of people felt this. Like I feel the way about Chris Brown. Chris Brown, cool. But when he started doing the pop, I'm like, yeah, let me draw the reins back, baby. So with this, Meg did go off, but she didn't. She like, like she said, she was not Tina Snow. One of my favorite tracks on here was "Go Crazy," and it's mainly because Big Shine, the way he slid on that track, two chains, he came in and wrapped it up real good. Big Shine went hard on that track. Um, so if you haven't heard it, go check it out. What you got to say first? All right. Well, since y'all disagreeing with my boy Jay, I'm gonna go ahead and agree with him. Make it equal. Listen, bro. my boy, right now. <laughs> Listen, bro. That album. <laughs> I think that album was like that, bro. You could like definitely that. see like and hear the growth in Megan, bro. Like you could tell she really been working on her bars and working on like trying to become a better rapper. Or just even a better entertainer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I think that's what she just leaning on, just be, be, being a better entertainer Tainer. overall. There you go. That's why she just do, you know, some of the, like the pop stuff. Cause I did when I heard that song that was kind of poppy, I was like, all right, she's trying to cross over a little bit. But I understand it, you know what I'm saying? That female, and then I think that uh, you can definitely tell Beyonce been working with her a lot. If you see her perform, you can tell Beyonce been working with her. So I just think that you know she might be putting that in her ear. This is for her to be a better overall star. But she's still coming in hard, bro. That first track when she did the Who Shot You beat with Biggie? Bruh. Who Shot You? Come on, bro. She snapped. Murdered. She came at Tori. She came at Tori. Tori hard, the beats and it's not bro, nice. She came at Tori hard. And I was I, like, all right, nigga. I was like, all right. On what you said there with the crossover. Because again, I understand it's a, she is becoming a great entertainer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I respect that. I love it. I love to see that growth. But I feel like we shouldn't really have to compromise. We shouldn't have to switch over to pop to make it big. I understand the way of the world, but she was already making numbers with being who she was. So I don't feel like you have to conform to a different, you know, it's a lot of artists that can do pop records. Playboy do pop records all the time, but he can also mm -hmm. come back and still do some trap. Right. related music. Yeah. And that don't take away from Quavo the artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like 
men do it very well but i feel like when it comes to women sometimes it'd be hard for them to switch it on and off honestly Nicki minaj probably the best one to have done that she did at some points in her career she did you know kind of jump back and forth between the pop like she have a long extensive pop period a long extensive hip-hop period but i feel like mm-hmm. she she managed she mastered the duality of those things and yeah. i feel like it's very much so possible that's what yes. you know I mean, she pulling words. Great points, great points. Yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. "Wow, Jesus." <laughs> I mean, I agree. I agree. I agree yeah, with both sides. Agree. But like I said, I'm gonna stand on it. I just feel like at this point in time in hip hop, I feel like Meg The Stallion has presented herself as the next dominant female rap artist, and she's just being oh. consistent. Her bars <laughs> are punchline for punchline, and it's unheard. You can't. You can't. It's unmatched. You can't go against the grain. Period. I'm a savage. <laughs> Be a savage. I'm a. I'm a. I definitely Period. agree with that. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, I'll uh, keep the ball rolling and move on with my next favorite project, and it comes from my boy K Camp with Kiss Five. If y'all don't know about the Kiss Five, K Camp been doing these uh this series of mixtapes just like. 2011, 2012, maybe, and mm-hmm. uh, it features like some of his like slower type R&B sounding songs, um, uh, where you know it, it just might be about you know love or anything dealing with a female. And personally, honestly, I think it's when Kid Campbell got his best when he do stuff yes. like Comfortable, Marilyn Monroe, Blessing, Acting mm-hmm. Up. When he do songs yes. like that, yes. that's like when he's definitely yeah. at his best. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And this Kiss Five was definitely like that. I think he has Kiss 5 and Kiss 4 are the ones that's like available on most streaming services like Apple and stuff. But you probably could like look them up on like the other ones on SoundCloud or stuff like that. But this Kiss 5 man was really dope. Um, he had, you know, the subject matter through the song always involved a woman, but it made me either like something going through a relationship or just maybe have official relations. You know, it, it differs throughout the, uh, throughout the album. Dope features from Wale, Yellow Beezy, he had Fabo on the album. You know what I'm saying? So like, that was a dope feature to have, right? And then he uh, sampled the tatted up beat, so of course he had to have Fabo on there. But I, uh, my favorite track off that album, I think, is Ice Cold. That was like the first uh, kind of like song he put out whenever he was working on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to me, bro. He he can't. He may be gone. He might be here and there. But every time he come, he go hard. He snap. He gives you a hit on top of a hit, and he never disappoints. Kiss Fire, yeah. Definitely a solid uh, project of 2020. Came out early 2020, and I've been listening to it ever since it dropped. I listen to it almost at least twice a week. For real, for real. Definitely, definitely. Man, listen, K Count, listen, when it comes to party at the music, do it, snap. Hey, do it, snap. <laughs> Come on, bro. We turning up, bro. When you, when you think of K Camp, man, you think of party anthems. You think of songs like "I Got Money, Baby," "Money, Baby," "Money, Baby," "I Got Money, Baby." Man, we got it. Ain't nothing to cut that. So, man, come on, bro. K Camp, man, stop sleeping on my man, man. My boy came hard with this album, man. Kiss yeah. Five, man. One of the best albums he put out since he been out. Man, people people put a lot of shade on K Camp, man, because he's not one of those prominent artists. But you got to think about it. He came out of Atlanta. He coming out with a lot of artists. He came out with uh, 
artists uh, like Waka Flocka. We got uh, a lot of other artists like um, we can edit that out, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, I like the album. I thought it was great. One of my favorite tracks off there is Ice Cold. Definitely one of the best tracks on there. Ice Cold, Fall in Love, Regret, and my favorite is that definitely that lot of hey, 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 hey. You already know what it is. My boy K Camp, Kiss Five, it's in there. My man K Camp, um, Kiss Five. This <laughs> album, this project, mixtape, however you want to call it, this right here. Um, I low key slept on it. And so I got a phone call and it was like, the phone call said, hey, bro, did you know K-Camp dropped something? I was like, nah, I ain't heard it. I ain't heard nothing from it. I go listen to him like when I'm on my way from work. He's like, all right, bro, all right. So I got the phone. Of course I didn't listen to it. I forgot about it. I was at work. <laughs> oh, well. He called me again. Hey, bro, did you check out such and such song on, on the K-Camp album? Like, my line is, I was like, yeah, I listen to it, bro. Just so he'll start asking me. <laughs> so this time I actually went to go listen to it and the cut one more time went hard. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, yeah, nigga, this is this is the this is the K camp I'm looking for, baby. Like yeah. like like Ferg said, he he always invite on the on the kiss mixtape uh booklet yes. whatever you want to call it series there we go Sequel. whenever see that's why y'all, i love y'all boys man y'all got my back so when with the with the kiss series he really does embody the r&b side of him rapping of course you know he's gonna throw his little party tracks on there and whatnot but this song in particular one more time it went hard it, it, it's really my vibe i'm an r&b guy i'm gonna say it all the time i always stand for r&b over rap because R&B never changes. It's always about love. Um, with rap, they talk about everything else under the sun. Um, I don't know why we're in the middle of summer, we, you know, drinking syrup and taking pills <laughs> and yeah. smoking weed. Like, nigga, are y'all trying to die? <laughs> nigga, give me some yeah, love. Give me die my love. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nah, for real, for real. But um, this Kiss 5, yeah. it's super dope. I don't, I'm gonna be honest, I don't listen to the whole album. I listen to this one track. Select. One more Select, time. Yeah. Um, that's just me. That's what I like. I like that insight. I like that insight. Yeah. What you got, Mar? This five was probably one of my favorites. Not my top five, but it was definitely top 10 for me for the year. I feel like he closed out his. Um, the Many. series. Only 11 albums came out this year. Uh, that's a lot of projects that came out this year. Nah, she's talking, okay. no, she talking about Kiss 5 in the top 10. Only 11 albums came out this year. The album wasn't that bad now. Well, maybe I should have <laughs> projects. I'm just messing with you. We count EP, you know, a lot of projects. But, nah, Kiss 5 was hard. I think it was a great way to close out the series. Um, even down to the deluxe. Super fan of it. Tatted Up was yeah. my favorite one, personally. Yeah, I, yeah. I really loved it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. I don't, I don't know. It just kind of brought childhood back to me when I heard the little Fabo sample. That that went crazy. Mm-hmm. Hey, I really didn't yeah. skip anything Fable? on it. <laughs> it was definitely a 10 out of 10 for me. Um, I, 
feel like you guys captured it perfectly. So it's not that much for me to feed off of, but it was great nonetheless. Love it. Uh, so for me, I have to go with Freddie Gibbs with the Alfredo. Him and the Alchemist snap completely. The Alchemist has had a very strong year with production. For me, I really look for the bars, but the one thing that's really gonna sell me is the production. That's probably like the first thing my ear going to. Freddie um, just come through every time he always show up. I feel like he's had a hell of a um, a hell of a rebrand, sort of speak, coming from his early years with Jeezy. It's like a different person. He showed up completely. Scotty Bean was probably one of my favorite songs for the year. Well, Rick, that's that Rick Ross feature, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was a dope. That was a dope, dope feature. Rick Ross, dope feature. Dope feature. I like that choice. I really do. It's crazy. That was like a that was an early release, and Mm -hmm. I really haven't had too many things that showed up for me in that way. I mean, there's probably two or three, but they all in the same lane. But that was that was pretty steady. I like that. I like that. I I like Freddie Gibbs as a choice with that um, Alfredo album. I, I thought it was dope. My favorite track on that album was 1985. I like the video. I like it because the album, it created like a sense of like mob ties to me because he had, uh, you know, the string and Alfredo kind of give me a Godfather type vibe. I liked it. I thought it was creative. I thought it was very creative. I felt like it, it matched uh, Freddie Gibbs style as far as being a gangster rapper. And I liked it. Um, the fact that he was signed to Young Jeezy early on just shows that you know he he is one to be you know reckoned with. And another track that I like is "God Is Perfect." I thought that was a great track. I felt like he delivered the bars in that track to kind of you know give you an insight of how great of an artist he is. And as far as punchline and bars, Freddie Gibbs, yeah, he, he definitely is one of those artists that's kind of under the radar, but dope. I like him. Yeah, fast. I uh, I definitely agree with both of y'all. This project was really, really dope. Um, the beat selection, the the production on it was real fire. Alchemist did his thing on it, and I also I really liked it because it reminded me of uh, another artist, uh, Westside Gun, uh, who's from New York, and him and Westside yeah. Gun done a couple of tracks together, and they definitely gave me that type of vibe, you know, like kind of those beat selection, but with the the gritty provocative type lyrics and the hard lyrics, mm-hmm. mad dope. Um, the song with Rick Ross, probably my favorite on there. Uh, I'm definitely excited to hear some more from Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs to me is like one of those uh, artists that you put like on a festival where you like need somebody in that middle, you put Freddie Gibbs, cause he, I know he has like a solid fan base. There's like a solid fan base and he's definitely could carry a, you know, a, a dope crowd. So yeah, I like that project. And one thing- that was a dope project. And one thing I would like to add is the fact that he um, had the Alchemist as a producer on the album. The, the Alchemist is a great producer for one. I mean, he produced tracks for Mob Deep, Jada Kiss, uh, Cypress Hill. We got artists like uh, Dilated People. So the fact that he had uh, Alchemist as a producer on this album really made this album special because not a lot of people have the Alchemist as part of producer on the album. So I like to add that to that as well. Like that. Okay. So for me, um, I actually did listen to this album. Um, I listened to one track. It was a Rick Ross joint, and that was it. Um, 
when somebody was like, hey, y'all heard that do Freddie Gibbs? I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> Last time I heard of Freddie Gibbs was how long ago? And I was even saying back. I ain't, I ain't really digging back then. He cool now at night. Like, he slid on the song. I ain't gonna stunt. Um, so, but like, I think, I think the reason I like the Scotty Bean with Rick Ross on there is really because it embodied Rick Ross's sound. Mm-hmm. And Freddie just kind of like hopped on a beat. Um, because that was, that was a more of a down south Miami, Florida vibe song. Um, so I think that's really why I like that track. I definitely agree with Ferg. He said Freddie 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 Gibbs would be a, a a definite feeling on you know on a on a tour or whatnot. Um, so Freddie, you gotta come come harder. Come like you know how how an artist can come hard for his fans, but then he can come hard for the world. They gotta come hard for the world. Right, that's that's what I'm ready to see. Ready to see that next step. Um, y'all people as fans, they say he came hard. I want to see him come hard for the world. Um, so I'm gonna give y'all somebody that went hard for the world this whole year. As a matter of fact, last year rolled over to this year and kept that boom, 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 three piece out. <laughs> so. I talk about her all the time. I'm a major fan. My man EB, Eric B for president, turn three. This is the third installment. Let me let me move around for this one, boy. Go ahead now. Ooh. All right, take your time. Take your time. Let me let me take a sip. Take your time. Preach. Now, mm-hmm. let me preach to you for a moment. I stand for my president. And I ain't talking about Barack, and I damn sure ain't talking about Orange Fella. My man, Eric Bellinger, term three. My man been in the, in the White House for 12 years for his third term. Tell him now, tell him now. So, what really turned me on in this album was when he dropped the first single, One Thing Missing. How he, it's a nine, it's a nine, uh, nine track album. And what he did was he released eight songs, eight weeks in a row, every single week. And the ninth song is a song that it came out, you know, a little ways back. Um, that's First Lady. So with this album, dropped October 30th, I've been listening to it every day since. Like, it is really pure. He really embodied R&B. Like back then, a lot of people could, you know, a lot of groups would talk about one girl and it's all love. Eric Bellinger, he talked about his wife, the mother of his children, the love of his life, and he murdered it. He made, like, on that album, it's like, if you don't treat your girl like this or anything, if you treat her less than this, then you ain't doing it right. right. That's why I like this album so much. And I cannot even name a favorite song that's how dope it is. All nine tracks, straight fire. Gasoline, kerosene, whatever fuel you want to put in there. It's dope. Definitely a great choice. Definitely a great choice. And like Ted said, I'm a huge Eric Bellinger fan as well. We talk about him night in, night out. 
night owl. But at the end of the day, he's a great artist, and you got to give him credit for where credit is due. The first lady on this, definitely my favorite track on the whole album. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of those tracks that make you get in tune with your lady, appreciate her for what she's worth, appreciate her for everything she do for you, and you gain a love for the song because it really genuinely tells you your feelings for your woman. So other than that, I felt like the only other few two songs is Gravity and Golly. Those are the two of my favorite tracks on the album. Definitely a great album. I'm never uh, appalled at what Eric Bellinger puts out. I'm just always amazed. And I just hope he keep putting out music. That's my intake. Oh, since you said that, him continuously putting out music. Let me, let me cut you off real quick. I'm sorry. My man just said, I hope you continuously put out music. This man just dropped an acute acoustic version. He just dropped an acoustic version of the album. He just dropped an acoustic version of the album. And I got to do what I just said. October 30th, he dropped the album. You just said, hey, I hope you continuously put out music. This man, early this week, last week, he just put out an acoustic version. Hey, PJ Morton so, right now. I, I hope he continuously put out music is what I said. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I he, hope come he on, continuously puts out music. I don't want to hear a key stick. I don't want to hear instrumental. I don't want to hear a rebirth with a key stick. I want to hear new material. I hope he continues to put out new material. So I said. We're going to let you have he it. I don't wait on you at the door. <laughs> he clarified nah, he, nah, he was in his feeling about that one, but he, he didn't like that. <laughs> he I clarified like that, it, though. I clarified. I don't hear no picture. I don't hear no picture. I don't hear new material. He, he hopes he dropped new material. That's new material. I don't want to drop new material. I don't want to hear stuff recycled. I want to hear new material. It's not kind of it's not no 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 no. So it's 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 a thing about being recycled and it's a thing about dropping it in a different version. When you recycle, when you recycle something, you're continuously using it. He's not continuously using it. He's giving you a different version of it. Let's say, just like um, who 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 do we speak about earlier? Brent. He had an album to drop this year, and then they did a chopped and screwed version of it. Yeah, I know. And made the stallion, made the stallion. They did the exact same thing to her album. That's Houston. That's Houston though. We That's talking about for the masses. We ain't talking about for. We ain't talking about top the screw. We talking about it don't new matter. material. We top talking about screw, new material top. for See, listeners. It ain't no new material if it's chopped the screw. My point. <laughs> we want My new point. material. You just, you just uh, basically said what I was going to say. It ain't new all right, material. Uh, we want new material. Excuse my other co-host, Mara. What you have to say about it? We sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I got I, one more thing I really to add. Do love oh, shit. oh my god! Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> now I really do love Eric Bellinger. I will be honest; I did not listen to this project though, but I'm sure it was great. You know, he never really. I still listen to EB tracks from years ago, so I know it was probably fire. I just haven't got the chance to run by it yet. I was saying, Look, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong, wrong with that. He like he he literally does have lasting music. So if you listen to something they dropped six years yeah. ago, it's still hot today. So I mean that, that's I'm, gl- that's fine. I'm glad you're keeping it organic, which is another track on the album. 
if yeah. you haven't heard a chance to listen. <laughs> I'm glad you came out again. Because I've been weak all, right. all week. That's another single on the album. So I'm, exactly. just, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just trying to keep it 100, man. I'm trying to keep it 100. What you got, Fert? <laughs> The, uh, uh, I understand. I understand that because he drops. He drops a lot of music. So sometimes it might be uh, kind of hard to keep up what he's doing. But, but I, I agree with your amazing album. Definitely my top five of the year. I think that you know it's safe to say that Eric B is that guy when it comes to R&B music, bro. It's it's crazy how consistent he is, and he keeps dropping. Fire, 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 yo. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. That joint, I played that joint so much. It was, it just came out with October. And it's, like, already in, like, my top 25 plays of the year. Like, already. Yes. I could Absolutely. play Absolutely. that album. Like Jay said, that uh, song, Organic. That Organic is probably my favorite um, off that album. Like, just let the, the message behind it, how he just let stuff yep. like organically love and just letting uh you know relationships build organically. Dope message, dope song, man. I don't know what else to say about it. Aaron B for president, term three. I'm voting for him. So I'm you know, I vote for Aaron. Yeah, my vote. If I you vote haven't Aaron. voted, cast your vote mm-hmm. now. We waiting. And with that being said, <laughs> my next term for president is gonna be that boy Young Jeezy, man, with the recession too, man. Young Jeezy from the bottom of the map with the recession too. <laughs> Man, come on, man. You got to clap it up for him, man. This album was actually his 12th studio album. It was a sequel of his fifth album entitled The Recession, which he dropped in 2008. Tracks like Crazy World, Who That, Vacation, Put On, My President Is Black, My President Is Orange. (laughs) Yeah, y'all weren't ready. Y'all weren't ready. But anyway. I'm gonna fast forward <laughs> up to this recession too. Man, oh Lord, oh Lord, track number one on that, go hard. If you ain't heard it, tune in to it. It's definitely epic. This whole album right here, it when you when you hear of a sequel, you want it to match the first episode of a sequel. This album right here is definitely recession two, man. I'm telling you, from track one to track, I'm gonna say track 15 to the kingdom. It's definitely a must-hear album, man. I'm telling you. The the track back with Yo Gotti. The fact that he had go Yo Gotti on there. The back. Then he had out uh tracks like Stimulus Check. Everybody waiting on that 600 Stimmy. Hey, it's it's real nigga shit. Like honestly, the, the album is hard, man. I ain't gonna go into detail about it. Check it out. It's definitely uh a sequel to the recession one and I chose it on my uh, album of the year because it just showed Jeezy. He's the big man now. He's the boss. I like what he did on the versus battle with Gucci Man and Flair. He, you know, made a men's meet and he handled it as a boss. Put out an album, still the boss. One of the best trap rappers alive. My boy Young Jeezy from the bottom of the map. Check him out. Look, let, let, let Mara go before we go because, yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Mara. Go ahead. With Jeezy, I think I missed listen to like one or two songs off of the project. I really haven't been super crazy over Jeezy the past couple years. Still the goat, I still listen to his other stuff. Same situation as um previously, but I really haven't got a chance to tap into a recession too. 
have not got right. a well, I'm, I'm gonna say what I had to say about <laughs> it. Let's say it. Okay. Uh, third, what you got for me? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm gonna say what I had to say, man. I'm sorry to do this to you, Jay. All right, so I'm gonna go pro first. Pro, uh, it is it is a pretty good album. I do like the fact that um it, you know, when you when you name your album uh like the second part of sequel. It, you definitely yeah. Yeah, like a sequel, I'm sorry. You when you name it like a sequel, you definitely wanted to match, you know, the first one. So I will say that this album matched the first recession. It really did. Um no, so it's, 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 okay, what I gotta say is like, it's Young Jeezy. So I, you can never, I would never say he put out something that's trash. It wasn't trash. Right, I, I would that never part. say Young Jeezy would ever put out anything trash. I think Young Jeezy now is solidified in his position in the music game. It's kind of like a Rick Ross to me, right? When you drop albums, you know it's gonna be good because it's just who he is. No he, idea you're like, producing everything. You know what I'm saying, right? It's like, you can't go wrong really with him dropping an album. In, in my opinion, you don't think he could go wrong with dropping an album. Like I said, I don't think it was trash and it was uh, it was pretty good. I just don't think that it was a top album of the year. I didn't really hear anything on there that could be like a big single. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really hear anything that could like be like, oh yeah, this is the track, the anthem of the year. I didn't really hear nothing like that. But it was solid, I'll say that. Man, did you hear? Okay, one Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you haven't had a chance to listen to The Glory featuring Neo, take a listen to that. It's definitely a radio hit. It's definitely something you can put at your birthday party, your mom's birthday party, cousin, your grandma. It's a hit. I'm telling you. He got a few tracks on this album that's that's radio worthy. It's just it's young Jesus. He's already solidified. It's like Rick Ross. It's it's just like he's so good at what he does. It's like he gets overlooked. So I agree with you on that. Go ahead, Tess. I got one question for y'all. But like Rick Ross, though. Wait, wait a minute. Because <laughs> I ain't a lot to. I'm not skipping the Rick Ross album. I'm not passing up on that. No, like, oh, of course not. Of course, not. No. of course. But Rick Ross, I feel like Jeezy is a legend in his own right. But the way Ross ages, I don't foresee that happening with this project. Like, even I haven't listened to it in full length, I just don't know about that. Like, Ross drops everybody gonna be, oh my god, bar for bar, bar for bar, bar for bar. I don't know, y'all. I respect it. I can't argue. I, 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 I understand it. Yeah. Let me let me let me ask my question to y'all real quick. I got one question. This is an empty bottle. Where do it belong? Trash. Trash. Recycling bin. Same place Jeezy album belongs. Same place Jeezy album belongs. Oh my god. <laughs> I listen to the album. This this is one this is one album I say I I, I completely listened through the entire thing. <laughs> I played the first track. I was like, okay, I like the instrumental. Then Jeezy repetitive ass came on, saying the same shit that he been saying since two thousand eight. you you can be you can be you can have legend status, but if you putting out 
if you're putting out repetitive work or you're not getting better at your craft, nobody gonna really get, get with you like that. And that's how I feel about this album. Mm. Everything that he didn't put out since 08, after 08, I'm sorry, has been trash. Everything. Cause it's all repetitiveness. All right. Like, how how are you how are you making millions of dollars selling records, but you still talking about mixing baking soda and coke? Like, how? It, it don't work that it don't work that way. You're not you're not showing no growth, bro. Like, G, Mr. Jeezy, I'm sorry, but I I like Gucci said on the thing, man. Man, don't nobody want to hear that old shit, man. Play something new in that 05. Just like Gucci said, man. Like put that nigga in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's why if you listen to the album, Jeezy has a track entitled, and and, and that's, you, that's why if you listen to the album, Jeezy talks about all of this. So if you listen to track number six, it's called Niggas. Go back and take a listen to Niggas, and Jeezy gonna give you what he's talking about, what what y'all talking about, what y'all talking about is 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 it sound old. But it's just niggas' mind of thinking. Jesus gonna tell you what he's talking about. Go listen to track number no, six bro. called "Niggas." Listen. Look, no, it, it's it's a thing. No, this this is what Jeezy is doing. He's saying, "Look, y'all, this ain't no silver cup. It's blue on the song niggas." That's exactly what he did. Like, bro, this is a silver cup. This is silver metal. Jeezy up here trying to tell us that that cup is blue on niggas. For the simple fact that he's been, he know he been repetitive, and he's trying to say, nah, I ain't being repetitive, bro. This some new stuff. Y'all need to check it out. Oh, bro, like yo, you you not growing no more. Like you you stopped a long time ago. So you mean so you mean to tell you so you gonna say up and tell me that Gucci ain't doing the same thing? Gu I don't listen to Gucci. Ever since Gucci got, but I'm got saying, out of him, but I'm saying, I'm talking. We talking about trap music. We talking about Gucci man, Ti. Jeezy. So when it comes to like the album, I'm referring to the album as I, when I when I listen to the album, I'm listening to the album as trap music. So I'm listening to the album as how does this sound against Ti's last album? Do you know Ti just dropped the album this year? No, you don't. Do you know that Gucci Man? I didn't listen to it. Trash. It trash. I didn't like trash. <laughs> exactly. But what I'm saying is that when you listen people. to the trap, when you listen to the trap music, that's why uh, Freddie Gibbs is a gangster rapper, he's a gangster rapper. He's not a trap rapper. So when I compare albums, I compare albums for what it is. So when it comes to trap rap, I felt like this was the best trap rap album of the year. Young Jeezy. I'm not saying it was, I'm not saying it was the best album because it was Jeezy. I'm saying as far as it being Jeezy and it being a trap album, it's the best trap album of the year. Period. Hands down. If you go back and listen to the album, you listen to the playlist, you listen to the songs on the playlist, it's the best album of the year as far as a trap artist. It's the best album. Two, uh, overall production, everything. Can't agree. Well, nope. Okay. I got to go say something. I got to go say ahead, something. I feel like certain people have to know when it's just time to be on the shelf. And I feel like he just got to know when to be on the shelf. Like... Yeah. Ross, he don't gotta be on the shelf yet. His time gonna come, but he, it, you know, he talked about he talked about wealth. Yeah, that's a repetitive thing. That's a repetitive thing. I feel like Gucci. The only thing that's keeping him still relevant is the time that he had away that everybody else still had. It's time for Ti to be on the shelf too. Like Thanks. he can get into other things and still be that legend. But I feel like when you're a legend, quote unquote, 
when you start putting out more music that don't really reflect legend work, that kind of tarnished the name that you already built up X amount of years ago. So it's time to be right. on the shelf. That's how I feel. Recession 2 should be on these shelves. Nah, I, I definitely I agree with Lauren on that one. Yeah, like it's like you don't want to tarnish that legacy, yo, for real. Like, like I said, I think uh, GZ is solidified as a top trap rap. Like, when you think of trap rap, you're going to think of GZ, you're going to think of TI, you're going to think of Gucci, like, you're going to think of the original. Right. So, like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he has anything else to prove, you know what I'm saying? When he puts out music. I mean, maybe he didn't, maybe he just put it out just to, like, maybe. Um, for that recession series, just to like give you something to his fans, but I don't think he. Um, I don't know what I'm saying like like you said, it, I think it's just time for him like to understand like he doesn't need to drop any more music and stuff like that. That when I was saying with the Ross thing, I wasn't even really trying to compare them too much because like, when Ross put out music, I always get Ross as him just giving us game. Like he just like so he gave us a lot of game on how to boss up. Exactly. And it's like so and there's so much more to learn when it comes to that subject. And he give it to us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This with Jeezy is like it's like nothing else for it's nothing else for him to give us. Like we got everything from Jeezy. Like we don't need no more from you, bro. Like, I think we do. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need no more from Jeezy. That's just how I respect. we got people that can feel like, that void. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I respect because like Jay Z, he 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 gives game. Ross gives game. People like um, Bun B, he'll step in from time to time, do a, do a feature, give game. Andre 3000, Big Boy, they Kendra all Lamar. give game. Kendra, well, yeah. Kendra Lamar ain't reached the status where he can give, give us game. We need some more work because I'm definitely waiting on the Kendrick and J. Cole album. Not mixed or nothing, but from individual. Um, but like, like there, that, that was a great, that was an excellent example. But my my brother, giving game, like when you reach that status, give game. Um, it's some artists. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to put Jesus in a box, but it's some artists like Gucci who will never be able to give us game. Like sure. I ain't gonna say he gonna never be able to give us game, but it's just like. You can't you you can't bring too too much to the table because you Gucci. No, I think that's a valid statement. He's not gonna be able to give us game. I think that's valid. Yeah, I do. I, I feel like we go to we have a purpose for Gucci. Yeah, exactly. Um, so another let me let me see let me see. Yeah, Jeezy, he just this this wasn't it. This this should have been this should this album should have been him talking about his growth, where where it's coming from the where he came from the streets and his status now talking about his real estate. He wanted to throw it out on verses, throw it on your album, bro. He did. If you listen, that's all. No, bro. So so listen, bruh, listen. You, you listen. No, it's the difference between giving game and being repetitive. Right, I can listen to the track and he on that sound bite, sound bite. Yeah, I got that sound bite, sound bite, sound bite. Yeah, I got that sound bite. Bite from the sound, sound in the bite. And that's all he did the entire album, bro. And I'm like, bro, don't nobody want to sit here and listen to this for 12, 15 songs. That's your opinion. But as a as a as a listener of music, if you listen to the body of music that he put out, if you just go back and take a listen you will realize that that's what he did on this album. The Recession 2 
is basically an album talking about how he became from the recession to the to the better part of his career on this album. Everything he talked about on this album was to be, that's why he released it on the Versus Battle. It was to show his transformation from being in the recession to the new Jeezy and how he's progressed. But if you haven't listened to the album, oh God, my bad. If you haven't listened to the album thoroughly, then you will have that opinion because it sounds the same if you don't listen to the album front and back. It sounds like if you when you first put it on, it does sound like the old Jeezy. It does sound like the old recession. But if you listen to the words, the lyrics, and everything he's saying, it's definitely, it's definitely showing the new Jeezy. That's why I said it sounds like stimulus check. Songs like The Glory, like Live and Die, all those songs have meaning to it. You just have to go back and listen. It sounds like he's trying to say relevant, but that's I mean, me. that's all thing. Yeah, I mean it is, man. Um yeah, that's my opinion. It was it wasn't like that. So um we're gonna go ahead and get this thing wrapped up. Um it's been a good lengthy show today. We had some fun times. We had some bad times. We had some good arguments, and Jeezy's still trash. But we're going to go ahead and get this wrapped up, y'all. Um, I mean, I just want all, I want, for real, I want all, everybody, you know, go back, listen to your favorite tracks, listen to some of the albums that we, we stated. Um, one more thing to add, I do like that Jasmine Sullivan came back this year. I love it. She came back and she came back hard. Um, yes, she can still talk about, see, that's why I like R&B. You can still talk about love. She ain't been out a long time. She's still talking about love, but she's doing it in a new way. She's not being old and repetitive. You feel it's me? Acoustic. It's acoustic, but it's, it, it is a different way. I also like that Ty Dolla Sign versus Ty Dolla. That was dope. That was a dope album this year, too. Facts. That was a dope album. I like that. So I will give credit to that Todd Dollar song versus Todd Dollar. Okay, yeah. So my honorable mentions, Bodie James and the Alchemist, The Price of Tea in China. Oh, Lord. That, that, two turns. <laughs> two turns. Love it. Alchemist Snap. Second honorable mention, hmm. I'm going to have to go with Burden Proof, Benny. Yeah. It was a very, like... Mm. I don't know. I don't even know what category to kind of put them in, but it's just it been a very raw, barred, real hip hop year type for me. So it, they went crazy. I feel it. I I uh I like Mara choices. Her choices are real dope. Fire. Facts. Yeah, she has a good one. Um, yeah. So I think uh, one of mine is uh the projects like the two ones that Wale put out. Um, the Lions, yeah. Tigers, and Bengals freestyle that he did. Uh, when he gets, NFL, when he, yeah, he used like a NFL comparison metaphors to things. Um, and then the song he dropped with Gunner called Flawed. Uh, I really think um, Wale has been, uh, a lot of people might not agree with me. I think Wale been in his bag lately. Yo. Since, he, since he dropped the Wild That's Crazy album, I think he's been like in this bag. I think he has, right now, he had a potential of dropping something that could be almost close to ambition, bro. I think so. Close. close. I, I do. I think I think he's at a, he has like a potential right now, the momentum he's at, to drop something that's close to uh, 
ambition. But yep, that was my honorable mentions. Um, you guys, please let us know how you feel. What do y'all think? Uh, do you agree with the albums we said? What's some of y'all guys' favorite projects of the year? Please let us know in the comments below. Yeah. All right, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and get this thing closed out. I'm your man from Aggieland, always. I'm your boy Tez. I'm your boy from Aggieland, your boy Jay. I'm your boy Ferg. Bye, have mercy. All right, that's our show. And this is another episode of Soundbite. So until next time, stay tuned in. Thank you guys for watching another episode of Soundbite. If you haven't already, please like, comment, and subscribe, and be on the lookout for our next drop.